Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello friends, I'm Marcy Farrell from thankfulhomemaker.com and we're going to chat about cleaning schedules today. It's not the most exciting topic, but one we need to deal with on an almost daily basis in our homes. So one of the most basic ways to manage our homes well is to take the time to plan. Planning is simply deciding in advance the what, why, and how things will be done, even the cleaning. So ladies, the time it takes to put together a plan and the care and upkeep of your home is well worth your time and energy. You know the saying that sort of goes like this, many women plan to fail because they fail to plan. But on the other side of that, we can do so much planning and never get to the action part. I love to sit and plan and cleaning would not be my favorite thing. I say that but it really is just getting started. And once I get moving on it, I actually enjoy it because of the instant results you see from it. So let's talk a bit about the importance of planning. A simple example of how you probably already plan is that you may make a weekly menu plan before grocery shopping. Um, And if not, please take a listen to my podcast on menu planning. I would love you to do that. So you, you do that really to make sure you have adequate food for your family in the house. And keeping a family calendar is another practical example of planning so you can avoid schedule conflicts. Planning for the care and upkeep of our homes should be a vital part of our household management, the cleaning part of it included too. And I want to remind you here that this is a method or methods. I'm actually going to share three that I use at various times and seasons in my life that work well for me and my personality. I'm not a naturally organized person, and actually I can be quite messy. Um, I know like maybe my friends wouldn't say this about me because when people come over, they see a neat and tidy home, but I have to work really hard to go against the bent of my natural personality in this area. I have trained myself to become a tidy homekeeper. Not perfect, but tidy and orderly. I still have certain drawers and areas that I need to continually declutter and organize. But overall, I've worked to make my home easy to clean and keep orderly. And I do desire my home to be a haven for my family. I also don't want to spend all my time and energy just cleaning my home. I desire to give my family and other relationships my time. So I've learned to manage my home well so it doesn't control me and take up all my time. I also appreciate having a home ready to offer hospitality and fellowship to others at a moment's notice. And this doesn't mean a perfect home that everything is in place. I'm not talking about entertaining, but just a warm, inviting atmosphere. And it's not necessary. I know we can so make a law of that, but it does make a difference when I'm ready to um, bring in others into my home that I'm tidy and there's some sense of order and maybe I have food prepared, whatever it is, I planned for that. So my point I'm trying to make here is that my method or methods may not work for you, but I want you, as you listen to me today, to ponder what type of cleaning schedule, if you don't have one already, would help you to care and manage your home. Think of your strengths and weaknesses in caring for a home. How can you work through to make a plan that simplifies your days? My homemaking system looks more goal-oriented and it's laid out to do things on certain days of the week, but I really have become very flexible with it. My schedule changes from day to day depending on the needs of my family and other relationships, 
And I wouldn't say no to a date with my hubby, coffee time or grandbaby time because of laundry or something needs cleaned. A clean house is not my top priority, but my relationships with others are. The only time I would, and this is for me personally, have a set in stone time, and that still depends on the Lord's plan for my day as I'm saying this, is because maybe I'm planning for a big get-together or I'm preparing for out-of-town guests at our home, but otherwise I've learned everything that needs to get done really always gets done. So with all that said now, I'm going to start a bit, I'm going to, um, I'm going to start sounding a bit more goal oriented, but because I love Jesus, I'm going to bring it back to the gospel before we get started, because I need you to remember this as we're chatting today. God is not more pleased with you because you have a neat and tidy home. God is pleased with you because of his perfect son, Jesus Christ lives in you. My success and worth It's not found in being a perfect wife and homemaker, but my worth is found in Jesus, who is continuing to transform me more and more into his likeness through all my weaknesses and failures. So my reminder as I continue today is that what I'm sharing with you are some suggestions. I hope they'll be a help to you on the practical side of homemaking, but please remember these are not biblical mandates. So caring for our homes can be a bit overwhelming. We don't have to feel enslaved by our daily task when having a plan in place can help us be in control. And not all of us come into marriage and motherhood with the understanding of how to clean a home. It can be a little overwhelming to the new bride. And thankfully, most of us started in very small surroundings. So we could learn to clean and really not be overwhelmed. It is not a natural skill to everyone to see what needs to be taken care of in cleaning a house. One of the traits we've shared with our children many times is learning the skill of walking into a room and seeing what needs to be taken care of without being told. Are the shelves untidy? Are pillows messed up? Does it need vacuumed? Are there fingerprints on the window or dust on the table? And a tool for me that has helped me over the years has been a homemaking binder. My homemaking binder is simple and easy to update changes since I'm not very techy with this. I really, I just use Word documents that are saved on my computer. I have various lists, lists typed up to guide me in the care and upkeep of my home. Each list is then printed out and put into a sheet protector and into the binder. And this binder has served me well for my over 20 years with minor tweaking during various seasons of my life. But as I share about my binder with you, I need to let you know that I rarely look at it anymore. It was a help to me in my early years of marriage when these skills were not a natural part of my day or my makeup, but they've really become habits, so they're done without thinking too much about them. So my what is in my binder, and I'll put the link to all these in the show notes, are my morning routine list, my evening routine list, uh, my zone cleaning schedule. I also have my daily, weekly, monthly, yearly schedules. I keep detailed cleaning lists for each room. I have my weekly home blessing list. I do have a five-minute chore list, and actually I have this taped up inside of one of my cupboards, so if I have those extra minutes, are there some little quick, easy chores I can do? And I also have a kid chore list um, that I keep handy from when I had my kiddos at home. So I also keep old menu plans in the back pocket of this binder. Um, So for quick menu planning, when I don't have a lot of time that week to sit and plan, it's really easy to grab an old menu and kind of put it to use. So my homemaking binder has detailed cleaning lists, which are just a breakdown of what needs to be taken care of in every room when we clean. And every task does not get taken care of in one cleaning, ever, ever, maybe not even in two or three. But it's a guide as to what 
I've accomplished and what I need to do the next time I clean that particular room. And this list that I had was a really, really great tool in training my children in how to clean a home. I kept the list in a sheet protector and my kids could kind of mark what tasks they were able to accomplish with the dry erase marker so we knew what needed to be done the next time we got to that room. And over time, it gave them eyes to walk into a room and see what needed to be taken care of without looking at a list anymore. They just kind of became natural at what needed cleaned in that room. My homemaking binder was also a help when my husband and I were away from home and the kids were managing the care of the home for a few days as they got older. So as I stated before, I have three methods I use in cleaning my home and it depends on whatever season I'm in that I may be found using which one of them. And my first method I use, and this one I do not use currently, is zone cleaning, as Fly Lady calls it. She was a great resource to me as a young homemaker. There weren't so many online um, sources for homekeeping as there are today. And I know sometimes between Pinterest and Facebook and all the different blogs, it can get a bit overwhelming at times where to begin. That's why I tell you to think about your personality as you're looking at things. Um, If you know you're not going to be this goal checklist person, then this probably is not the system for you and maybe you need something a little more flexible, but you really need to sit and think about how still a plan for how you're going to keep things. So with the zone system, I break my home down into zones for each week and it's where I do more detailed cleaning in certain rooms for that particular week. And my home is divided into five zones. So my zone breakdown each week is zone one, is my foyer my entry area, my dining room, and my front porch. Zone two is, um, I call it my bigger zone for me. It's my kitchen, my pantry, and my laundry room and mud room. Zone three are my main bathrooms and my kids' bedrooms. And well, now they're guest bedrooms and the guest bedroom and my husband's office. Um, We work from home here together. And zone four is my master bedroom and my bathroom and the basement. And zone five is my living room and family room. So I normally do what Fly Lady refers to as my weekly home blessing on Mondays. And I'll share more about that in a bit because that gives my home a quick overall tidy and clean. And then throughout the week, I'll clean a bit deeper in the rooms for the zone I'm in that week. I usually end up spending about 30 minutes per day in whatever zone I'm in that week. So I'm going to kind of walk through this. So give me a moment here. So as I walk in a room, I would cross off the detailed cleaning list with a dry erase marker, the tasks that were taken care of that week. So the next time that room rolls around in the zone cleaning week for a deeper cleaning, I already know what tasks I missed and which ones would be a priority for the next time. So again, not everything on the list ever gets done. So if you're like getting ready to click on those lists and you're like, um, This woman is absolutely crazy. You need to know that before you look at the list, okay? I'm not crazy. Not everything gets done. It's just a good marker for me as to what would need to be done. So let's walk together with zone two and see what it might look like to work in a zone for a week. So zone two is my kitchen, pantry, laundry room, and my mud room. It's where we come in um, the house from my garage. So this is a bigger area to take care of my home, mainly because the kitchen alone for me can be pretty time consuming. I may spend more than 15 minutes a day in this zone, but it would be pretty rare that I spend more than 30 minutes. So day one, zone two for about 15 minutes, this is what it might look like. When I'm throwing a load of laundry in, I may take the time to wipe down the washer and dryer. And while I'm in there, I can spend a few minutes to wipe down the outside of the cupboards, toss out any items that um, need to go and scrub the utility sink. 
I can spend some time to change the cat litter and wash her food bowls. I can clean the glass on the patio doors and vacuum the carton. All these tasks take me less than 20 minutes. And if you think I'm kidding, next time you're cleaning, set a timer. Because when you stay on task and you're not distracted, you get much more done in very little time. Do not check Facebook or email. Put the phone down, mama. That's that's an important reminder. So that was day one in zone two. And I would say that probably did take about 20 minutes. Day two, so now Tuesday, say, in zone two, I'd give it about 15 minutes too. Again, um, this time I'm going to be in my pantry. I can clean the recycling can, dust off my cookbook shelves, tidy the pantry shelves, and I can vacuum and mop the pantry floor pretty quickly in 15 minutes. Day three in zone tune for about 30 minutes. I'd split it up between morning and evening here. So after breakfast, I may clean out the refrigerator and wipe a shelf or two along with cleaning the outside of the fridge. I can also wipe down the microwave inside and out. And after cleaning up the breakfast dishes, I could give the um, counter a good wipe down. Now after dinner, I may clean the garbage can when we take out the garbage and tidy under the sink a little bit. After dinner, I may vacuum the kitchen floor and give it a spot mopping. And when I say spot mopping, this means I'm just really cleaning the main traffic areas. And for me, that's usually around the kitchen sink and by the stove and um, around the kitchen table. So my areas I focus on a spot mop are really... um, pretty much the same. I seem to make the most mess by the sink. I also, um, I have a rug under my kitchen table, so I usually vacuum that after dinner, but I do kind of mop around the areas we're walking to the table. So day four in zone two again, this is about 20 minutes. I may wipe down the outside of my kitchen cabinets after breakfast and maybe clean out one drawer. I know for me, some of my gadget drawers can get kind of cluttery. I may wipe fingerprints off glass doors, not cleaning the whole door, but just spot wiping the areas that need cleaned. And I feather dust my light fixtures and straighten my kitchen desk area. And day five in zone two, about 15 minutes, I could be back in the laundry room. I'd vacuum and mop the floor, straighten the area where books and coats end up in the mudroom, and clean my laundry basket shelves, just wipe them down. So I'm going to throw some numbers at you. So think about it. Five days, right? Five days I've, I've worked um, in that particular set of rooms. There's 24 hours in each day. So that's 120 hours, all right? So let's see that there are 16 waking hours in the day and eight sleeping. It just took me about an hour and a half to take care of those tasks I listed above in a five-day period, and it left those rooms in pretty good shape. I was already working in them and just added a couple extra tasks that helped me to keep an assemblance of order, tidiness, and cleanliness. I had time to tidy, declutter, organize, and clean. So 16 hours times five days, these are the waking hours, is 80 hours. I only used an hour and a half. I still have 78.5 waking hours left. Even if I take away and give it two hours, I still have 78 waking hours left, right? So when I zone clean, actually, as I'm saying this too, I feel like I should go back to this again, but when you hear my other methods, you may see why I utilize some of them now. But when I zone clean, I find I don't really have any marathon spring or deep cleaning to do because it's done a little bit at a time throughout the year. So my home cleaning never overwhelms me. I'll usually tackle the areas that I see need the most time and attention. And if you can only spare 15 minutes a day in a room, then give that room 15 minutes of your time. And I do encourage you again to set a timer when you clean so you can see just how much you get done in a very short amount of time. Many times we put off tasks because we think we don't have the time for them at the moment, but more often than we realize, we really do have plenty of time. Most household chores take less than 10 minutes. 
I mean, how long does it really take to fold a load of clothes or dust a room or vacuum a room or clean a bathroom or iron some items? Yes, I still iron. Much less time than we think. So my next method I use is I spend about 30 minutes to an hour in various areas of my home each day of the week. It's really taking those zones from just before and working in them little by little each day. I have a post on this one called my daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly tasks at the blog. So my current weekly schedule right now is, um, and I'm going to add a few more things here than just cleaning, but on Sunday, um, we obviously have church and then um, usually towards the evening, I'll menu plan and kind of go through our family calendar, but I don't do a whole lot on Sundays. It's a pretty relaxing day to read and just um, get some family time together. On Mondays, I will um, do my weekly home blessing. I'll clean my bedrooms and I'll grocery shop. Um, When I say bedrooms, I'm cleaning um, usually all my bedrooms upstairs. So that works out pretty good for me. Um, On Tuesday, I'll clean the kitchen and tidy my pantry and clean my laundry mudroom. On Wednesday, I'll do um, our home office. I'll clean the full baths. I'll pay bills and get filing and um, correspondence work kind of done. On Thursday, I'll clean my family and living room, and then I'll clean my half bath. And on Friday, I'll clean the basement, which usually doesn't need a whole lot because we're not down there very often, so that's a pretty quick fix. Usually, I'll iron, and then I do things like clean out my purse, and I'll do my planner work on Fridays. And Saturday, um, in the summertime at least, or when it's warm here in Wisconsin, I will do yard work. It's kind of a family day, and then I'll prepare for church that evening. I don't clean everything in every area and may not get to every room. A few things I do always try to do in every area is at least make sure it's tidy, vacuum, and tackle any area that is in obvious need of some help. So on Thursday, in my family living room half bath, as an example, what that day may look like, if I have an hour, I would always first tidy, and then I'll dust all the flat surfaces. I might use my vacuum duster tool, which I really love my vacuum duster tool, and do lampshades and any other areas that would benefit from that handy tool. I'll do my five-minute bathroom cleanup, and I'll put that link in the show notes too for my half bath. And along with cleaning the toilet base good, um, I'll do that with um, cleaner and paper towels. Yes, I really do like paper towels, especially for icky jobs like the base of the toilet. But when you do it often enough, it really doesn't get very, it's not very icky, so it's really not that big of a deal. So a lot of times, I know this, I'll clean the bathroom. When I'm in the bathroom or finish using the bathroom, I'll just give it a quick wipe down because it takes me all of two minutes to just get it in um, really fast shape. Um, Then I'll vacuum all the areas because that's a quick one for me. I'll wipe any fingerprints I see, and I might give the light switches a quick wipe. I would sometimes take a damp cloth and wipe down baseboards if it's needed. I don't do this all the time. And then I'll clean the floor right along my baseboards with that damp cloth. And then I'm kind of lazy with washing my floors. I'm not a hands and knee person very often anymore. But then I would give the whole floor a good mopping in all these rooms. And I've used this shamop for years and I love it. Um, This would probably take me less than an hour. And really the main reason is because I usually tidy before I leave a room. So that's my biggest tip to always give you. Before you leave a room, give it a two-minute tidy. Put things away, fold blankets, fluff pillows, tidy books. You get the idea. Just give it a quick tidy. But because I'm doing a bit almost every day, no area really ever gets out of control. And my last current at the moment cleaning method is if it bothers you, clean it. So if you notice the light fixture in your bathroom is dusty, 
clean it. If there's fingerprints on the switch plate, take care of it. Wet paw prints or footprints in the foyer, mop them up. Did you empty the garbage can and the can looks a little nasty? Clean it. Can you write your name in the dust on your coffee table? Dust it. Most of these tasks take less than five minutes, but it's still keeping you moving forward in the care of your home. And housekeeping isn't about perfection. It's about keeping your home in working order. So when we take the time to continually work to declutter and organize rooms, we'll find they're much easier and faster to maintain. And I hope that you'll go back and listen a bit to my podcast a few weeks back on um, taking care of the clutter in our homes, if that's an area you need to start with. And I'll put that link in the show notes too. It's when we neglect our homekeeping that it truly becomes a chore or a burden. My home can be cleaned in very little time, and and I do have a fairly large home, especially for my age now, to care for, but I continue to declutter and tidy as I go about my days. Your children are great helpers. If you put together a homemaking binder, take the time to teach your children how to use it. One of the areas I mentioned at the beginning um, before I, when I was on the zone cleaning was my weekly home blessing. And I am a fan of Fly Lady. She was such a help to me um, with just dealing with the care and upkeep of a home as a young bride and mama. I learned the importance of routines. That was a huge one that I would love everyone to grasp, just the simplicity of routines, a morning routine, an evening routine, um, things like the weekly home blessing. And just the help that she had in putting together a homemaking binder at that season of my life. So the weekly home blessing is one day a week set aside to give your house just a quick, tidy, and clean. I usually do mine on Monday mornings, and it takes me about an hour. Again, if you want to just see, set a timer to see how much you can get done. It can be such an encouragement to keep motivated and work hard for that set amount of time, and it helps you to keep on task and not get distracted. So here's what I do each Monday morning. And again, please know I don't do this every Monday. Some weeks it just does not work out, but because it's a habit and I have it's not a big deal because it's a habit I have. I'm sorry. It's not a big deal when it gets missed because my home is being kept up fairly decent on a regular basis. I don't have any kind of panic cleaning when company's coming or I'm having people for dinner. And I can share with you, I rarely clean before having people over for dinner because I have to clean up when they leave. I tidy, but rarely do I clean. Because for the most part, I already am in a tidy and clean state. So, and if I do have to clean, you would find me only cleaning what needs cleaned. And that means I wouldn't necessarily vacuum the whole floor or mop the whole floor or clean the whole window. I would clean only what is needed. And as a grandma now, I love fingerprints on my windows and I definitely wipe them more when my kids were little than I do now when those grandbabies visit because I love those little fingerprints on my window. It makes me smile to see them. So here is my weekly home blessing list. The first one is I'll um, toss old magazines and catalogs. I have a basket in my bedroom and family room and less and less do I have magazines and catalogs with online stuff, but I will kind of tidy books or whatever it is in that room that we have. The second thing I'll do is I'll change bed sheets if needed. And this has become more bi-weekly for me. And I hope that doesn't gross anyone out, but we shower daily. So it's not like the old days where they took a bath once a week. Um, number three, I'll empty all trash cans in the house. That's a great kid chore. Um, number four is I'll feather dust all rooms. And when my kids were here, they dusted their own rooms. Um, I love those little Swiffer. I'm not even sure what they're called. They're just a cool little Swiffer duster on a wand thing. I'll have to... Um, 
put a link to that in the show notes because those are great. Number five is I'll vacuum all rooms. And again, when kids are old enough, they do their own. I'll give the number six, I'll mop the kitchen foyer and half bath floors, just the main traffic areas. And then I'll clean my front door glass and tidy my entry area. And that's really it. So this simple one hour routine, it blesses my home and family for the week. Again, your children, they are great feather dusters and vacuumers and garbage emptiers. Teach them to enjoy their work and serving others. Put on some great praise music and delight in the home the Lord has given us to be good stewards over. Some of my favorite cleaning tools and products are pretty basic. I love microfiber rags and they make great window cleaning rags. Um, also now, they're not quite, I guess they're microfiber. I'm not sure they're flatter though. I, I use, um, for windows, I use Norwex window rags. I've tried other brands and I still come back to my Norwex ones. Um, I like to put my vacuum to work. I use the duster attachment to dust everything from tables to lampshades to baseboards. And I stated that before, my shmop has been a, um, and it's spelled S-H-M-O-P, has been a favorite for years to mop the floor quickly. And I'll usually wash around the baseboards and edges of my floors and then use my mop for the open areas. I'm, I think I get more efficient as I age. Uh, method cleaning products are usually my cleaning product choice, and I make sure to keep a good natural cleaner in my shower so I can, um, and a sponge so I can clean it while I'm in there. And I always have a squeegee handy to wipe down the shower walls after each use. And ladies, if you're in the market to shop easily and economically, if you're a natural cleaner user, um, Grove Collaborative has a great offer going on right now um, that I want to share with you, my um, listeners here. You can get a $10 credit for first-time customers and a free Mrs. Meyers hand soap with your first over order. And some things I really love about Grove, um, it's so easy. You could shop from home. Love that. They have great prices on non-toxic cleaners and personal care products. And they carry much more from soy candles to kitchen cloths and sponges and baby and kids care products. I really love browsing through their site. There's free shipping if you get the VIP membership, and I believe that is $19.99 a year. So they also price match with the VIP membership. So if you find a product cheaper somewhere else, take a photo of it on the shelf with the price and send it into them, and they'll meet that price. I love their brands from Method to 7th Generation and Dr. Bronner's. It is a membership site, but it's so easy to delay or cancel or change your items in your order, and they give you plenty of reminders and time before they ship to do that. They also have some great member freebies, and I love being able to see how when I'm low on an item, I can just add it to my cart to ship out the next time. So if I see I'm low on dishwashing detergent or hand soap or whatever it is, I could just throw it in my cart and it'll go out the next time. They also carry their own brand of products, and their soy candles are a favorite of mine. So check it out if you're a new customer, and they have a free Mrs. Meyers hand soap and $10 credit waiting for you on your first purchase. And I'll have a link to that offer in the show notes. I'll stick a picture up of that. Um, and also my other thing is if your budget allows, I love Swiffer products for quick cleanups, especially their dry mopping sheets for quick hair cleanup in the bathroom. And I was telling you about those dusters on the one, I want to say they're called like Swiffer 360, maybe I'm not sure. So here's another thing before we close, there are two areas I want to warn you about before I close here today. Some of us are very naturally organized and tidy, and we may be listening to this podcast and thinking, yep, I've got it all together. We might find ourselves comparing ourselves to someone, and we're thinking, I have it all figured out, and she really needs some help in this area. When we compare ourselves to others, Paul warns us in 2 Corinthians 10, 12, that we are not wise. Remember, where is our identity and worth found? 
not in our fabulous homekeeping skills, but in Christ. They are not measured by human standards and human comparisons. We can also have some of us who are not very tidy and organized naturally, and maybe this session or this podcast can seem to overwhelm you or leave you feeling defeated. You may find yourself comparing yourself to someone in your church who has her home all together. Well, at this point, you're making a man-made idol and basing your worth on what you can achieve instead of your worth being based on being known by the Lord. So please remember, whether we are looking to how well we keep our homes with an attitude of pride or how poorly we keep our homes with an attitude of self-pity is not what matters most. Both ways of thinking just bring us back to the reality that we are sinners in need of a Savior, and Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We are in need of God's grace, and our righteousness and standing before a holy God is based solely upon what we do with Jesus. So as we close today, I want to remind you again that homemaking is truly a skill, and it requires time, energy, and experience. As a wife and mother, I do desire to put my best into all that I do in my home to meet the needs of my family. And my prayer today is that we are reminded that in whatever we do, we as Christian women are called to do it all for his glory and honor. Remember, Jesus is enough always. Thank you so much for spending a bit of your day here with me today. You can find the show notes from this podcast at thankfulhomemaker.com. And please, again, I am very forgetful. So if I mentioned something and forgot to link it, please shoot me a note and let me know that. Um, And you can also, if you can't find it, when you get to thankfulhomemaker.com, it should be right towards the beginning, depending on when you're coming. But you can click on the podcast tab in the menu bar. So you'll be able to find all the um, past podcasts there too. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends and leave a review or at the very least rate the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a blessed week, friends. 